Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, October the 25th. I'd like to apologize in advance for anything you hear after this point. <laughs> and I apologize to any guests that we have or have not had at this point. No, I'm kidding. We are coming to you from the home of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We're at the Alamo Draft House here in Springfield, Missouri. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today, we have got K-Dub. Curtis. Well, you guys are really enunciating. Brad. You're snapping those out. That'll work too. I'm Brad, in case you couldn't hear me. <laughs> Brad kind of got lost there. Dusty Trails. Cinnamon. Dakota. Dustin. And we are just a few folks from the Midwest talking pop culture and entertainment news, telling stories, taking your comments, and whatever. And tonight, whatever. Can we change a, can we change a few folks to a group of individuals? We could change it to whatever. We're going to We're change now, it. Now that it's more than... More than a couple, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll change it. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't you worry about that. I like that. Before we jump into, we're a posse. Yeah, we are. (laughs) I said posse. Okay. (laughs) That's that's one pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Before we jump into what's been going on in the world of entertainment pop culture, we have a treat for you. We've had an opportunity to chat with comic book writer Philip Kennedy Johnson. He's got Marvel Zombies Respawn at Marvel Comics coming out next Wednesday. And The Last God, a new original work at DC Comics. Both of those releasing next Wednesday. Not often you have somebody hitting the big two on the same day. But we had a chance to talk with him about both of those. Enjoy this interview. Thanks for joining us today, Philip. Uh, fifth Wednesdays for comic fans have been kind of a mixed bag in the past based on how the publisher decides to approach things. But you've got a couple of big projects releasing on Wednesday, October the 30th. Let's start with the Marvel Zombies Respawn. The day before Halloween seems like the perfect time to bring the Marvel Zombies back. Tell us a little bit about how the project came together. Was it something that you pitched to Marvel, or was it an idea that they approached you with? No, I actually didn't pitch this book. Uh, Editor Jordan White reached out to me uh, after having read Warlords of Appalachia, a book I did at Boom Studios a while back. Uh Um, The... uh, some people have some people got a hold of that book at Marvel and it was well thought of, which was nice. And um Jordan White, um he's actually he's editing the House of X, Powers of X, or Powers of Ten, whatever they right. call it over there. Um he's doing all that right now. He's um he liked the world building of Warlords and is looking for somebody to bring a fresh voice to the Marvel Zombies franchise. And I'm a huge horror fan. It took me like half a second to say yes. It was a really fun opportunity. Right. Horror comics are enjoying a bit of a resurgence right now. Uh, are there any other titles or writers or artists that you're reading that you feel like are pushing the genre forward and maybe inspired the approach you took with the Marvel Zombies Respawn? Oh, man, there's so much great stuff out right now. Yeah. I um, I really, as far as horror books, I really love Ice Cream Man. I think Ice Cream Man's been, been great. I can't say any... I haven't really read any horror books that I'm <clears throat> trying to emulate exactly for this project. It's such a, such a specific thing. Right. Um, I love how Donny Cates does, you know, big two horror. Like he's bringing a kind of a horror sensibility to the stuff he's been doing on Venom. Right. Um, you know, he's, he's killed it on that stuff. And so for, as far as, um, how to treat horror in the big two space, I think Donny Cates is doing great work. Um, Scott Snyder always does really great horror. Um, he, I mean, on, right now I'm just kind of just waiting for witches to come back, which is as good as it gets for me for comic horror. I love that series. Yeah. Um, so I'm just dying to get that back. American Vampire too. Um, those are those are both amazing. What can um, you tell us? I always about? go, I always go, go back to. I'm sorry. What? No, go ahead. You're fine. Go ahead. 
Oh, I always go back to Hellboy and all the BPRD stuff. I have like an entire shelf just of Hellboy shit. Like, like all, <laughs> all those hardcovers and the BPRD stuff that came later and love all those. Getting Fall, Jeff Lemire's doing. I mean, I've got like Price Baby and Jeff Lemire ever did. Um, Getting Falls is awesome. He's killing it. And Andrea Sorrentino's doing the best part of his career in that book too. Uh, Cohen Bunn is always doing a horror book or 10 at the same time, practically. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, um, cause I've got a lot of stuff in Boom, so I always, it was easy for me to get a hold of all this Boom work. Yeah. And so, so I found them, I mean, I had read them before, but like, I picked up Dion Sound before I realized it was him. Somehow I would missed the fact that he was writing that and it was like a really fun premise. And Dion Sound is just awesome. Empty Man and Bone Parish, which he did with my co-creator on Warlords, uh, Jonas Sarf. Right. Um, I just recently got a hold of issue one of, Something is Killing the Children by James Tynan. I got an advanced look at that one, which was really, really nice. James to let me see it, and it, was, it reads really great, and I can't wait to see the rest of that series. Tell us a little bit about the plotline with Marvel Zombies Respawn, as much as you can. We don't want to get you know spoilers or make anybody break NDAs or have anyone breathing down our necks or yours, <laughs> but um, talk a little bit about the approach that you took with this. Um, tell us a little bit about... I know the release is going to be a bit... I know we're getting... Uh, Issue number one this October, but I believe then we have a little bit of a wait before we see the rest. Is that correct? Yeah, the way they're doing it is uh, issue one that comes out October 30th is kind of a setup for the miniseries that will follow. So issue one comes out very soon. It'll be a break, and then we'll see. There's going to be, without giving away too much, there's going to be kind of a jump into like a new status quo okay. in, the, in the Marvel Zombies franchise, and the, the issue one is what sets that up. Um I can't spoke too much about what happens, but uh, the I will say that it is a hard departure from the original series. Like I um, got all the respect for Kirkman. Like it was that was a fun read. What he did with Marvel Zombies back then, um, but it was it didn't take itself too seriously, and it was kind of a fun romp with Marvel characters in the zombie scenario. Right. Um, and this is very different. This is <laughs> actually my first thought. Um, when they reached out about doing this book, my first thought is, well, crap. Like, I don't want to, like, I'm going to have to try not to rip off Deceased because I love what they're doing with that book. Right. Um, the, the premise, not the premise, but the, uh, the approach, the whole approach that Tom Taylor takes with Deceased is, is more, I'd even thought to myself when I was reading, I was like, oh man, I would love to see a Marvel Zombies book like this. Um, and that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm, it's not like a rip-off of that approach. It's, it's more the, the tone. Is that It's like it takes a more respectful tone of the characters. It um, It's more emotionally based. Like it's You see a lot of um, emotional turmoil in the characters. You see them treat each other like family as they should, you know? Right. Um, that, that, family, that family dynamic and the, uh, the amped-up emotional impact. Is something that, that's, that's a change I wanted to make from the original. They, they weren't a hard reboot. This is not a continuation of the old Marvel Zombie story. This is a new thing. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to be a little more emotionally resonant and just more gut wrenching in that way. Great. And uh, over at DC, you have The Last God number one releasing on the exact same day uh, under DC's Black Label. While Marvel Zombies has some familiarity and it's kind of self-explanatory uh introduce us to the last god and how this project went from an idea to a full-blown 12 book uh, series well actually that was that was an editor as well that came to me and was like hey would you want to do a um 
which wanted to do a horror story in a fantasy world. And again, I was all over it. And I just, I had, a, I had some ideas in the back of my mind that I'd kind of wanted to do in comics, but I figured they were just too ambitious. Like they're, you know, the, an idea that I'd had, it was kind of like last God, which is so big. And, um, it would be really hard to get, you know, <laughs> to get the commitment you would need to tell this huge story like this. But, uh, my editor, Amadeo Tuturo, um, at DC thought there was, thought there'd be a place for something like this there. So we put it together and pitched it and we went for it. And, um, now we're doing it. It's, it's this kind of story that I've been wanting to read myself in comics for a long time where it's a true epic fantasy horror mashup. Like it's, it is both things 100%. Um, it takes place in a world called Cana Noon and follows two casts of characters on parallel journeys 30 years apart, both fighting the uh, undead forces of the last god, like this undead supernatural plague um, uh, created by the last god, and also called the god in the void. Um, the first fellowship back in the day, they, they kill the last god, save the world, go on to become the rulers of their land, and happily ever after in school. But 30 years later, um, a huge secret is revealed, and people start to discover that maybe things didn't happen the way the fellowship said that they did. And over the course of the series, we see a second fellowship start to kind of take shape. And we go back and forth between the two time periods. And as we, as we gradually learn what really happened to the first fellowship back in the day, we see the second fellowship try to redeem their their uh, their crimes and do what their heroes failed to do. Very cool. It sounds a bit like uh, if, and this is oversimplifying things, I'm sure it sounds a little Lord of the Rings meets a little Lovecraftian, which either way, whether that's what you kind of leaned into or not, it definitely sounds um, like not necessarily something we would expect from DC in the past. It feels a bit more, almost more creator owned, like image or vertigo type stuff. Um, yeah, no, which, totally. It is, it is. It's a creator owned book. That's interesting to me that, so, yeah. that DC's leaning into that with their new uh, structure they have with the black label, allowing them to kind of play and color outside of the, the strict superhero lines. Yeah, no, I think it's kind of a statement from DC saying that the the spirit of Vertigo lives on. You know, like it's, it's, uh, it was a moment for everyone that Vertigo went away, but um, the spirit of Vertigo continues and that we're just going to be telling stories like that um, just with the DC label on it instead of vertigo like it's, it's really just a I think in my mind at least it's a changing branding it's it's really um not unlike something you've seen at vertigo pretty recently yeah well what uh what yeah. type of uh, hmm? as you're building the last god um and and you know this because you've worked on different titles there's a big difference between playing with someone else's toys kind of and i know you're not necessarily stuck with the canon and the structure when you're working with Marvel zombies, but there's a big difference between that and then doing something wholly original, like your the world building you're doing with the last God. Talk about how those two experiences compare for you. Um, well, it's pretty much what you would expect. I mean, when you, when you get the chance to write licensed comics, you do a ton of research in the existing, at least I do. I do a, a lot of research in the existing canon of the character or the property, you build up on what's been done in the past, and then you get to make your own contributions to the mythology that's existed in some cases since, you know, before you were born. And you get to make your own mark on a character that hopefully you loved before and, and that character's universe. I mean, that's hugely thrilling. It's, I mean, 
as a, I come from a music background, and for me, it's like I've always compared comics to small group chats, where you, if you're if you get to work in a licensed book, it's like you've heard. It's like you get a chance to play Round Midnight or something like a, a jazz standard. You've heard you've heard two hundred versions of Round Midnight, or My Funny Valentine, or Cherokee, or right, without like any number of timeless jazz standards, and now you get the chance to play it like you want to, and that's awesome. When you get to put your own stamp on it, um, with creator own comics, uh, you're writing and playing new songs, and I mean, you're writing characters you invented yourself characters were not necessarily intended to go on and on and on for generations. And that gives you a ton of freedom. I mean, you can change, you can change whoever, you can kill whoever, you can change the status quo whenever you want. Uh, licensed superhero comics are all about the illusion of change. Right. The, the illusion of change. Like, you can't really change things forever in a, on a superhero comic. Um, at least, I mean, you can make a little... Okay, like, for example, Ed Brubaker created the Winter Soldier, and that was something that no one saw coming. Like, Bucky was always going to be dead, and everyone knew that. Um, so that's that's a case in which somebody did make a, a lasting impact. Um, but adding a character is not quite the same as, like, killing a character forever. Like, right. really forever. Um, there are, you know, the best creators, like Brubaker, take really big swings. They make big, lasting contributions, and often it can seem like they turn the property completely on its head. And although some arcs do have lasting repercussions, like Rebecca or like Snyder, or like a lot of you know, a lot of the great, a lot of the greats leave lasting impressions. But um, mostly, the status quo has to be preserved. Batman, Robin, Joker—all these guys get killed from time to time, but nobody ever gets to really kill the Joker. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would just—that's just too much. DC needs the Joker. So, although it can be super exciting to write your own version of these characters, um, it's it's just as thrilling in a very different way to be able to tell your own story where you have complete control and you can do whatever you want, and you know it's not a story that has to last a hundred years, and so you can you can take much bigger swings on the creator own book. Absolutely. Well, I know you've got a lot of other projects coming down the pike as well, both in comics and across media, television as well. Uh, we would absolutely love to talk about those with you in the future. Where can folks find your books and follow you online uh, and keep up with announcements about all the projects you have coming up? Well, I need to update my website, but I do have a website. <laughs> um, you can go to philipkinleyjohnson.com. It's Philip two L's, all one word. Um and my stuff will be there. I'm also all over social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, just Google my uh, my full name. You'll find me around. And Absolutely. the announcement's coming soon. Well, I can't appreciate tell you how much I appreciate you joining us. I know it's a busy time, uh, an exciting time, with a couple of big books coming out at the end of October. Uh, but we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. We hope to do it again soon. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. Thanks to Philip for checking in with us. You never know who's going to pop in from oh, time fantastic. to time. Fantastic. We are going to uh, do that again next week for our special Halloween episode. We got a couple of interviews Woo-hoo. lined up for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Will it be spooky? I don't know. It might be spooky. Oh, okay. It depends. You know who's going to be on this. You told me. What's been going on this week? What's everybody been up to? Anybody watch anything, listen to anything, read anything, do anything? I know you guys got a Switch, so you're enjoying the Zelda over there in the corner. Yes. Yeah, we, we're taking in breaths, breaths of the wild. 
Not breasts. However you want to look at it. That was, that, that was like National Geographic, wasn't it? <laughs> Go start hanging out with them. <laughs> Literally hanging out. <laughs> there you go. It's already off to a good start. Everybody's got their you know, alcoholic beverage those, in front of them. We're off to a good start tonight. I wonder if they put those neck rings on their tits if they wouldn't sag so much. Probably make them sag more <laughs> because they're heavy. I'm trying to figure out how that's going to... Say, those are heavy. Yeah, that, they're, yeah, they're one like... One under each? <laughs> I don't know. How are you not propping how, them up? You have you lifted one of the like, neck like rings? Madonna coning it. You know, you just put it over it. Cone it, Madonna. <laughs> this, there you go. Blonde <laughs> ambition it. <laughs> what do they do if they're lactating? Well, the, take off the, the top, top two cones. Because their heads poked out the... Wait a minute. <laughs> hey now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna work either. Every time this I see a picture I've already gone off. I don't know that it's not <laughs> gonna work. <laughs> Every I, time I see them work. with the neck rings, I th- think about what if they I just put them Madonna. on their tits. I think of Madonna. I think you think that regardless of whether there's a neck ring or not. Yeah, that's probably true. I All right. I think I don't know what happened. I don't know. Let's get this show back to back to what we're supposed to be doing here. Let's take a look at this week's entertainment pop culture headlines. First up, word is that DC Universe's Stargirl series is going to head to the CW instead of DC Universe streaming service. Looks like another sign that DC Universe is in trouble. Um, Warner (laughs) Media owns uh, HBO Max. That's on the way in 2020. They also own the DC Universe. Doom Patrol's second season is going to stream same day on both DC Universe and HBO Max. So it feels like DC Universe might be on its way out the door. Uh, you said that before it even started. Uh, yeah, I said that when they, before they released the single fucking thing. Anybody got the DC Universe? Anybody watching the DC Universe? I'm stealing it from a friend. Stealing it, borrowing a password from <laughs> I a paid for it for like a month. Getting press to watch access to watch that. Doom Patrol's really the only stealing it from? Yeah, Doom Patrol's really the only one that's worth watching. Yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, uh, no. All right. <laughs> I have HBO. Is anybody going to be disappointed when it goes away and it all gets rolled into HBO? I nope. don't even notice it. No. <laughs> exactly. Do I pay a couple bucks There's more? There's just so many things. I mean, you just we talked about that you when it started. I mean, yeah. It's like, I can't give $5 here, $10 there, yep. you know, whatever. I just can't do it. So. And they've all got like one show that's worth yeah. watching. So I'm still waiting for Westworld. On HBO? On HBO. Yeah, it's going to be a minute still. I know. I see the, the uh, watching... Uh, Watchmen? Uh, nope, Castle. Uh, Castle Rock? Yeah, that's yes. out. Yes, I, I have did. to watch that. Watch we'll get to that. Okay, gosh. Yeah. We don't read the script. Follow the format. <laughs> no, no, we don't do that. <laughs> Director Francis Ford Coppola is backing Martin Scorsese's criticism of Marvel Studio Films. Well, they're old buds. Quote, when Martin <laughs> Scorsese says that Marvel pictures are not cinema, he's right. We expect to learn something from cinema. We expect to gain something, some enlightenment, some knowledge, some inspiration. I don't know anyone that gets anything out of seeing the same movie over and over. So my question for Mr. Francis Ford Coppola, exactly what were we supposed to get out of Peggy Sue Got Married or Captain EO, the Michael Jackson uh, <laughs> film that went to the Disney resorts? Look, or things have been like, what now? since Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So That so was his one nut. One, he gets one movie and then... The, well, uh, he got three. Yeah, the two yeah, Godfathers. Yeah, the first two. Yeah, yeah. We, but we know. Everyone knows it's the first. Two. Right. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah, he just, like you've made comments for, he's just a crotchety old man, it sounds like. Get off my lawn. He's yeah. got a new movie coming, I guess. I kind of. Maybe that's it. the problem. He's. Yeah. It's taken like 20 years to make it. Well, that's kind of what. I mean, he can't do too many more of those then. <laughs> I mean, this is a new world. We got so many different ways to put out movies, so many different nationalities putting out movies now. It's not just the rich old white guy. It's, you know. Hey, what, hey, he's Italian. <laughs> well, uh, still, still, still Caucasian. White, still oh, white, yeah, right, Caucasian. Yeah. But 
You know, you know what I mean. So yeah, uh, there's just he's the good old to, boy system is not the system. Yeah, and he's had it good. He's been the king that everybody's like, oh, I've got to aspire to that. But then they're like, well, wait, I can make millions, billions of dollars doing Black Panther movies and you know stuff like that. So either change with the times or stop bitching about it. <laughs> Crotchety old man. Do you guys yep. remember Jack? Who? No, the movie Jack. Oh, with Robin Simple Williams. Jack. <laughs> Barely, yeah, with Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah Francis Ford Coppola made that. Yeah, I, it was terrible too. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you learn from He's that? Like, what did you get inspired by? That? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about other people's movies, not mine. They, they they got Robin Williams right with old age makeup. I think. Yeah. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> Watchmen <laughs> debuted. Yeah, we're gonna just skip it and go. <laughs> Watchmen debuted on HBO with 1.5 million viewers, the strongest series premiere since Westworld in 2016. Critics flat out loved the premiere, earning a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, while the audience score sits at about 50%, meaning half the people that watched it really dug it, and half the people that watched it thought it was shit. Yeah. Or some variation of shit. That was kind of like the movie, too. About the same. <laughs> 50-50. Yeah. About, about 50-50 split, yeah. Uh, anybody watching The Watchmen? I haven't watched it yet. I, I watched the first episode. What do you think? Are you in the? Are you leaning towards the ninety-four percent or the fifty percent? I I was intrigued by what I saw, but I've yet to really get hooked. I, we're not really into the story. I feel like yeah, um, too far yet for me to say whether or not I really like where it's heading because I'm not yeah. really sure where the fuck it's heading right. First now. build, first episode was world building, and that's about all it was. Right. How much nudity is in the premiere? Uh, I think you see some guy's ass cheeks at one point. And then I'm you out. don't see an old <laughs> guy's dick. Yeah, you don't see a big I'm blue out. dick. Yeah, no, 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 no big blue dicks yet. Uh, so no boobs. They're saving that. He's Not on yet. Mars, so it's just floating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> weightless, <laughs> dangling weightlessly. That's what Zack Snyder got wrong. The, the weightlessness of the dick. The weightlessness of the dick. Of all the things you can pick apart in that movie, uh, his dick is not floating. He puts it in, people love it. <laughs> there you go. Adventure Time. Anybody watch Adventure Time on the Cartoon Network? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Adventure Time Distant Lands is a series of four new one-hour specials coming to HBO Max beginning in 2020. The Cartoon Network animated television series starring Jake the Dog and Finn the Human ended its run after 10 seasons. The four new specials uh, are focusing on BMO, uh, Marceline and Princess Bubblegum, Peppermint Butler going to Wizard City, and then... Jake and Finn at the end might nice. be something. They're keeping it alive. There's still a, a desire for Adventure Time. Content. We even played the Adventure Time video game for a little bit. Did you? And then the kids kind of. There's a bunch of is the, the one that's for Xbox. Yeah. Um, about sailing. Yeah. 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 I heard that was actually pretty fun. It, it's kind of. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't it's, say it's that it's like game, I mean, yeah. top kids 10 or okay. anything. I mean, yeah. it. I don't know. It really didn't keep. The if you're looking for an achievement but... score and you want an easy game to get achievements on, yes, there you this go. That's what you. There you go. The WWE has been on cl- it. Go ahead. You're on it. What are you doing? Oh, I was just saying on it on He's the. Oh, good. Well, the the you were playing it on your. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> well, let's, let's stream that up here. We got the projector. We got the smart. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> WWE has been criticized in the past for its upcoming WWE Crown Jewel show October 31st in Saudi Arabia. Due to the nature of the Saudi government, which co-produces the shows alongside the WWE, uh, people don't like it when the WWE goes to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia loves it because they uh, are looking for anybody from the West to go to Saudi Arabia to perform 
to lend legitimacy to their killing of <laughs> anybody that they want to kill that disagrees with I the princes. I don't think they even care. Oh, and yeah, they do. They because they want the dollar, they want that tourist yeah, money is what it is. They want the true. business money. Uh, so anyhow, Ali, one of the WWE superstars, announced on his Twitter page that he will be donating his earnings from the Crown Jewel event to Charity Water. It's the charity that specializes in bringing clean drinking water to people in need around the world. So I guess he didn't feel too good about taking that bloody Saudi Arabian yeah. money, so he's going to donate all his. That's cool. Kind of get Sami Zayn started a thing last time. Yep. With getting since he couldn't go and they uh, raised money for the um, Syrian, yeah, the refugees, yeah, the refugees. So and I would like to see more of that. That's pretty good. Plus, Ali's a good. Seems like a good dude. So. Anybody watching the WWE's product right now? I am. Are you? So you're the one that's left no. still. <laughs> All right, good for you. I don't mind. It's entertaining. Wait, that's still a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I haven't it's watched wrestling better. since Ultimate Warrior. I haven't watched. I haven't watched it since it was WWF. I saw a, uh, it's somebody. I saw a design. Somebody had a T-shirt design. It said WWF, and it had the World Wildlife Foundation panda on the front, <laughs> and it had another panda standing behind him with a steel chair. <laughs> I was like, "That's pretty cool." I thought about for a second. I, I thought about that. getting it. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Variety reports that Marvel TV head Jeff Loeb is on his way out now that Kevin Feige controls everything that Marvel does. I, I bet he is. Uh, Loeb brought us the first wave of live-action Marvel TV series, including the upcoming final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Runaways, Cloak and Dagger. Whoops, they canceled that today <laughs> after two seasons. And the in-production Hulu live-action and animated series. Uh, those are set to be his final productions with the company. Loves expected to be a hot commodity if and when he does leave Marvel with Variety speculating. He's going to be signing an overall deal with probably like a streaming service like a Netflix or a Hulu or an HBO or something like that. Yeah, I thought I heard that, today that it was official that he was that like, he's a, out the door. Like, absolutely out the door. I was hearing yesterday that it was rumors. And yeah. I was thinking today. I think he still has an office there. He just cleaned it out. <laughs> he's like, he's still collecting the paycheck. It's kind of like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Steven Root's character in the office. <laughs> yeah, space. yeah, Milton. There you go. <laughs> I think, listen, I got, I got this other season for the Punisher. It's like, get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I did. Those things you did. I mean, I like them, but they need a lot of work. I I believe you have my stapler. (laughs) Disney Plus has tapped writer Jen D'Angelo from Workaholics to script a sequel to 1993's Hocus Pocus. D'Angelo has been tasked to find a way to bring the film's Sanderson sisters back, though none of the original cast is currently attached to the project. Do they want to be? Uh, you know, they don't have to do too much makeup this time around. I guess they will. If, they have to, <laughs> if they're going to make them younger, they will. Because it's been yeah. 20 years. We have all aged in 20 Same. years. Come on now. Isn't like the main kid in that, like the boy actor, didn't he do porn? I don't know, but <laughs> the, desperate for suddenly the, we're searching Hocus Pocus on I mean, porn. The options there now. So. <laughs> well, the little girl was Thor Birch. She's still around acting. I haven't seen her since American Beauty. Well, that's what I mean. She's still around. Okay. <laughs> I say leave it alone. Yeah. I don't and know that anybody's asking for a sequel to it. No. What was it that made them think that this person from Workaholics, of all things, is the, is person, the person to relaunch uh, I'm guessing cost. <laughs> Probably. Cost and somebody's like, sure, I'll do it. Somebody ran her name through the GDIQ <laughs> and it came up with this. Which yeah, is a callback to that about was two the weeks ago. Surprise from this news was that like workaholics, like you grab yeah. someone from that show to do this. This person knows how to string together three morons. <laughs> exactly. 
A haunted house is offering a $20,000 prize for making it through their estimated 10-hour experience without quitting or dying. The McCamey Manor in Summertown, Tennessee, and then I guess they have a second is that location. Is heart attack or from you might it's, get murdered? Well, have you watched the video? They, uh, they have two locations, one in Tennessee, one in Huntsville, yeah. Alabama. They've been featured on Haunters, The Art of the Scare, and an episode of Netflix's series Dark Tourist. Basically, they you sign a waiver. I mean, they have stipulations. You got to be over eighteen. You got to be in. You have to do a te- like a physical. Test yeah, you have to, you have to actually go through like a physical yeah. test, you like a stress test on your heart. Yes. Yeah, and then it. you sign the waiver, and part of the waiver is they get to physically abuse you and torture yes. you and attack yep. you and you get you to fight back. A favor. Not really. No, you nope. you you have to you have to make yeah. it through. You don't get to fight back and be like, fuck this. I'm beating your, all your asses and taking the 20000 Yeah, no. the oldest. Do you have to pay up front? For no, no, there's no, it's charge. actually there's dog no food. Charge. That's how you pay is yeah, dog a food. bag of dog food. He has yep. five dogs. He's put in millions of dollars into this, this yeah. mansion, this haunted thing. And it's just a bag of dog food. If you can make it to the end, and nobody's made it to the end. Nobody's started the timer yeah. yet. I guess there's like, when you first go in, they like yeah. do like, and he said nobody's even started the Hit the timer on the button on the clock to get the timer running, wow. and they've it got like testimonials from people that have thought they were going to go in and do it, and they're all like, "Don't yeah. fucking do it." Yeah, he has oh. like uh, like towards the beginning, he kind of figures out what all of your fears what are, your are yeah. but he's also he does uh, hypnosis too, mm-hmm. and so just like you know me, water, which yeah, a lot of people has that phobia. Yeah. Yeah, water is my phobia. So, so he will waterboard somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he will actually put you in. It's in a dark room, but you're cool. in like a kiddie pool. It, that's what it is. Right. And it's just got like a couple inches of water. But you, the way it's all set up and the way your mind is working is you think that you are in this pool that is like, you know, over you're your head. Yeah. Sharks are swimming around you. Jelly. Mm. I mean, it's. It's a big mind. He's game got a shark tank. That's pretty fucking cool. Wow. <laughs> you know, I keep that in the basement. <laughs> no, but that's what you think. I mean, they, right. he's got. There's what, a if you, what, what if you die in there? Extreme? Well, that's pretty the, much. That's yeah. on the waiver that it, they are not responsible if you died. Or so anything. they yes. can murder you then. So now, like least, some, in theory, I don't think he's going to I mean, murder he's, you. Yeah, but are they screaming this and making money. So he records every tour that goes through, right? Because it's also just a show. But it also, it covers his ass right. when he's got tours because he's been sued thousands of times. Multiple, yeah. <laughs> From people that were like, and he's like, you signed it. Here's the video. Yeah. You you fucked yourself. This is like some of... Japanese kind of. No, this guy. Japanese game show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you, if you like showed the picture of like who it was like on our website or anything. Uh, he's just like, like a 45 year old guy that. Yeah. This is what he does. Sick and twisted motherfucker. I'll be like, yeah, I'm I'm completely terrified of hand jobs and blow jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't! Don't turn this scare the hell out of me. I was waiting for somebody to turn this around. Big breasted women. Those are the worst. Wait, where'd those wolf teeth come from? No, no. No, hold on. Let it. Let it. I think I'm almost there. I'm about to leave. Okay, I think I'm good. Chomp. So what? So can you go? You go in as a group? No, no, individual. because you said like tours. Well, it sounds like a group because there's you book. You basically you book your night that you're going in. And you and have then to thirty minutes later, you have to make it through the whole thing, pissing yourself. Yeah, What's you it? have to. Yeah, you you have to. But nobody has made it past the first. You have to make it through the night. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but nobody's made gotcha. it past the first initial stage to even start the clock. To yeah, make it he's got this big fucking plan. 
and he's a little bit pissed that nobody's gotten past just getting in the you know getting started. I think it would be hilarious is if someone did get past it and the rest of it is all just kindergarten grade shit. Or he's like, like not gonna scare anyone. <laughs> there's there's nothing else here, guys. I'm sorry. That's it. Here's your twenty k. People in sheets with holes in their eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get the Charlie Brown with the multiple holes in the sheet. <laughs> Yeah, you can't really lighten it up. Yeah, what do you do? Everybody be like, well, why was it like that for me? I want to go again. Yeah, yeah. So that caused trouble. So, how much time wow. do I have left? I, I've never hours. even heard of I'm just going to I'm just going to sit here Ashley. for 10 hours. I'll talk to you. Well, that no, you can't just sit be. and like run down the timer. You've got to actually go through whatever he's got. Uh, what they need is someone who's like clinically depressed <laughs> and they just they're doing stuff like, I, don't I don't care. Use them. Yeah, use the use all those people for like the test dummies. already. Use like test dummies for this. Well, and that makes you wonder where this guy got his specialized training or is he like, you know, it comes from you know uh, some Saudi Arabian prison or something, or <laughs> sounds like they need to shove Eeyore in there. He wouldn't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at the tenth annual, at the tenth annual World Poutine Eating Competition, what was that I love again? Eating poutine. Poutine. I love poutine. Okay. Okay. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the tenth annual <laughs> okay, World yeah. Poutine Eating Championship. Is that French? That is oh, French. Poutine. It was held in Toronto. <laughs> is it? Who does not know what poutine is? Does anybody Well, do, do you want our version of that? <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want your version of I'm what you're saying. I'm always in the poutine. Is. You've boys. got like a third of a poutine right There's here. only one yeah. poutine in this place, as far as I know. <laughs> poutine is like, it's like French fries and gravy, basically. With or, cheese curds. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not bad. It's just, it's, it's Canadian. We'll just yeah. have to take you to Limburg's. They've got it. Yeah. That's a phrase. It's not bad. It's just Canadian. <laughs> you know, because Canadians <laughs> are known for their round bacon and shit. So, so if you go to Lindbergh's and the female comes up, you're like, I like Canadian, to sample yeah. your poutine. Yeah, that'll work. She's yeah. not going to get slapped okay. in the face. Okay. We'll make sure. At the 10th angle, gravy. let's get through this story. At the 10th <laughs> annual World Poutine Eating Championship in Toronto, competitive eater Joey Chestnut down to whopping 28 pounds. Joey Chestnut. Jesus. No way. 28 pounds of poutine. <laughs> 28 pounds of poutine? No. <laughs> to set the world record, and he did it in 10 minutes. 28 pounds of anything in 10 minutes is fucking stupid. <laughs> 28, 28 pounds of poutine of in 10 minutes. Chestnut previously set the poutine eating world record. Somebody's going to be Pornhubla searching this tonight, too. <laughs> 20 uh, pounds of what? <laughs> 20 pounds of poutine on poor I'm just <laughs> I'm just thinking of the shit he has to take after Afterwards, that. 28 well, pounds? Of gravy? <laughs> yeah, and cheese. cheese. Maybe he just wears there. a diaper. Uh, for days it. afterwards, probably. Yeah, they, probably don't they usually to. hurt for like a couple days yeah. after? And then it's like a week or two to get I mean, back to... None of that is healthy. No, oh. God, no. <laughs> he previously held the world record for 25 and a half pounds in 10 minutes. Now he's up to 28 pounds. He's currently the top-ranked competitive eater in the world. So did somebody break his 25 pounds? Yeah, he, he did. He he, he, had, he held the record at 25.5. So he just broke his own record. And then he, the next time... He yes. had to do 28 this time because the guy that got second was like 27 and a half. So he was oh, kind of like okay. pacing with that guy. Gotcha. Uh, he is the top ranked eater in the world by Major League Eating, which is a thing apparently. Just two <laughs> events remain on the schedule for the Major League Eating Championships, both taking place November 2nd. I don't know how you're going to get to both of them. You guys <laughs> probably you pick like, which one you want to go to. He's probably a 125-pound Chinese guy. No, Joey Chestnut's a 125-pound white guy. Uh, the HEB, <laughs> the HEB True Texas Barbecue Challenge is taking place in Austin, Texas, while the Fortune Bay World Indian Taco Eating Championship, 
will be hosted at Fortune Bay Casino Tower in Tower, Minnesota. Between Indian, the two events, ten thousand dollars in prize money still up for grabs this Indian, year. Indian style tacos. Apparently, because... I would. <laughs> would you eat your Indian taco? Indian oh, style taco. What would that be? <laughs> 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 poutine <laughs> taco. <laughs> 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 Are you gonna eat your poutine I'm not sure taco? If I even know what Indian <laughs> food nice and clean tastes and like. Curry. <laughs> The poutine like taco, her. please. I think I'm horny or hungry one. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to put my dick in this plate. <laughs> He's like, see what I'm going to say. Perhaps someone should cut him <laughs> off already. <laughs> no, I'm going to put my dick in his Indian taco. <laughs> he made it through one Bloody Mary. He's on his second. Well, this is nothing compared to... I'm going to drink 20 Bloody Marys. What else do you guys find this week? Anybody find anything else? Kenny, I know you found something that you're kind of passionate about. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, guy uh, Brett really McKenzie. He's uh, going <laughs> to do, re- yeah, do a reboot of the Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. So. I thought you were going to say Funko Sex on Pornhub. <laughs> no, but I'm sure. It's called the Funko Sex. Somebody looked that up. Uh, but he's he's redoing Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, and I don't, I don't know. I, that is something that that's it, my Christmas thing. Has to anybody watch asked for a reboot of Emmett Otter? I can't imagine. I've Everybody loves the one. original. So <laughs> the, you're the guy that wrote the fucking letter that yeah. got Brett hired. <laughs> there, there doesn't need to be a continuation. But he is working with uh, Jim Henson's company, right. the Pacific Electric Picture Company, and so I mean, I think. It'll probably still be done okay because they usually don't put out anything that's junk. So yeah, he's not like Happy it. Time Murders. <laughs> yeah, but he's worked. On, you know, I had a like, lot of hopes for that. But he's worked on a couple other Muppet movies too. So mm-hmm. I mean, he he knows what he's doing with them. Right. So I don't know. We'll just have to see. But I just hope they don't screw it up. Again, that is my thing. That's I, that's my Christmas movie to watch every year. So the good news is, even if they do fuck this one up, the old one still exists. Like it's not yeah. going away. So yeah. you still have that to go back to. Anybody find anything else, Curtis? I think you found something. Let's see here. Well, Brad sent this to me. Okay. So. Oh yeah. We got to get Brad in the group <laughs> on yeah. on social media. Welcome to the 21st century, Brad. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go back to the 20th some days. <laughs> He's still got a rotary phone. <laughs> he just carries it around in a bag, <laughs> like the old cell phone. Just got to get a really long cord. Yeah. So it's like you know the opening of Wall Street Two when he's getting out of prison. They sit the fucking brick down. Yeah. Okay, so I this is this is the thing. I like I knew about this before he sent it to me. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross plot a three volume Watchmen soundtrack albums. So they have released a pre order of their score that they did for the Watchmen series, and you can order them. They're on three different vinyls, but you can order them at different times throughout the show's run. I guess right. Hmm. Trying did, to find the and Brad, you watched that. it. Did the soundtrack? It, was there anything special that jumped at you? Like, oh, fuck, I got to get that soundtrack. I mean, it just kind of disappeared into the show to me. Well, I, I definitely noticed I mean, the soundtrack. Right. I could definitely tell but, who but was But would you have noticed music. it if, yeah, if you hadn't already known that these two guys were working on the soundtrack? Would it have even... Because it wasn't until afterwards I was like, oh, yeah, they did the soundtrack. When reading through the story, I was like... I don't know. It's hard to say because since I did know, I, I definitely right. did take note of it. Um, I guess the, it's if it does kind of blend in, that's kind of the goal, right? It's, it's in a way, not yeah, supposed yeah. to distract you, and, right? But I don't know. Yeah, I did enjoy it. It it was it did it didn't uh, take away anything. Someone right, it, it definitely was. I do feel like the more um, these guys do um, film scores, the better the better they, they get. get at it, I, I agree with like. that. I I don't know. I still like their uh, social network score probably yep. the best. Although I do like Gone Girl quite a bit. But um, I don't know. There, there's I listened to the end credits 
track that someone had released. And there's a thing that Trent's been doing for like the last five to six years. And that is putting in a droning guitar in everything that he does, even Nine Inch Nails. And it's right. like, at first when I hear him, I'm like, come on, man. Change it up a little bit. The thing that I love about a lot of those early Nails albums is how different it was. But lately, it's just like, okay, you got me hooked with something different. And then there's that same droning guitar. (laughs) (laughs) But it does grow on me. So I'm okay with it after a while, but I do bitch about it at first. (laughs) All right, fair enough. Anybody find anything else this week? Dustin, we're saving yours. (laughs) I know you found a story. We'll get to it in a minute. uh, I guess uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's heading back to theaters this week. Yes. With um, how much? Yeah, they're, they're adding in four new scenes yeah. for this second run in theaters. And uh, I guess this, this might be in a response to uh, the lack of a release in China. Because uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but there's been some kind of issues that they've had with their release uh, over in China because Chinese censors are wanting Tarantino to re-edit the film, to which... Tarantino has basically said, fuck you, I'm not re-editing my movie. Look, I'm not going to cut out, you know, my portrayal of uh, Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. Yeah. Right. That seems to be the issue that everyone's taking yep. with it over there is the depiction of Bruce Lee. Yep. And, I didn't uh, mind it. I didn't mind it either. I mean, but there wasn't I am, I am a white guy. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that was out of the... There, there was no Charlie Chan stereotypical racist stuff. No, not no. Of it. But at the same time... I could understand his daughter having an issue with the way her father is portrayed. I can't have. I can't. I, I can't problem? sympathize with China having an issue with the way <laughs> Bruce Lee. Was. I mean, do you think the only problem is everybody just thinks that Bruce Lee was a god, and the fact that a stuntman could throw him into a car? Is, no, they are, the happen? problem they're having is that she felt like people were laughing at her dad, and she didn't feel like that was. It was true to him and his legacy. Yeah, it was, it was, it was played up for yucks in her mind. Honestly, though, look, I'm gonna. Like, even though, yeah, even though it wasn't necessarily no, that like, in even her though mind, it wasn't necessarily that. But even though I could see that, right? Watching that scene in that movie made me want to go and watch a ton right, right, of Bruce yeah. Lee movies. No, I, I agree. Yeah, it, it's just it's one of those things where if it was your loved one that you feel however yeah. towards, and somebody's playing them up as a fucking Jerry Lewis character. <laughs> you know, it's like... Eh. And he was good, though. Like, Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, the guy that tra- played him was spot on. Yeah. Any other news? Well, I actually I had a couple other things I saw. Yeah, hit him. Over the, uh, this coming weekend, David Lynch is going to be given an honorary Oscar by Before the we get to that, let's go backwards for a second. Going backwards? Yeah, let's go back to the okay. other story. So it seems like we're getting a lot of... Uh, you know, it used to be you had to buy the home video to get all the deleted scenes. Right. Now they're doing it feels like theaters. now we're getting like, hey, here's a second release of this movie with the extra four scenes or the extra like, three minutes of Spider-Man or the extra four minutes of Avengers or that really wasn't even a movie. 30 minutes in Midsummer. Yeah. So but in a rebuttal to that, I don't watch a whole lot of movies. And mm-hmm. then that one time I'm like, oh, I should have watched that movie. And if it came back to the theater, I might go watch it. Have you done that yet, though, in a movie that's come back to the theater? No, but went? we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Then. Yeah. Well, that was worth it for them to put that <laughs> yeah, there you go. four minutes. Everybody needs to put it. those five minutes I back swear in. if Shutter Island came back to theaters, we would watch it. Yeah. With I would, too. Two minutes. I've seen it. Yeah. 
No, we we watched it, it probably like, ten times. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And our 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 mind changes like every time like we see it. Fifteen years later, yeah, like, it's an ending. Where I'll go see it though now. <laughs> Marvel film. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, going back to David Lynch getting an honorary Oscar this week. Yeah, and he's uh, he's not alone. I guess uh, actor Wes Studi, who's a Native American actor who's been in lots of stuff, um, like Last Mohicans, a lot of he's more of a character actor. He's also getting an honorary Oscar. Director Lena Wertmuller which I'm not actually familiar with. She's getting an honorary Oscar. And that goddamn Gina Davis <laughs> being recognized this weekend as well. For her high getting, IQ. Yes, exactly. <laughs> awesome. She's getting a humanitarian award oh, there you go. at the Governor's uh, Award Show um, this weekend <laughs> How for do you really her <laughs> efforts uh, wait, on gender equality. I thought this was Annie McDowell. <laughs> no, no, Gina Davis. That's wrong show again. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm surprised he he did that story because he doesn't like anything David Lynch related because I've shown him a few and well I I kind of was okay with Lost Highway and then he showed me Mahal and Drive and I was like all right I've had enough of Lynch's fever dreams I love <laughs> that movie <laughs> all right that Twin Peaks and uh, the last thing I was I was going to mention was uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's doing their fan vote for the. 2020 inductee class who is up for who can you vote for nine inch nails yeah there's 16 people or 16 artists and bands i think uh currently most of them this year seems like if any of them get in awesome because it uh, it's a good lineup yeah Yeah, it's actually a pretty good lineup garden judas priest the leaderboard right now on the fan vote is pat benatar at number one uh, the Doobie yeah. Brothers in the number two slot, Soundgarden in the number three slot, fucking Dave Matthews Band, which I'm not personally a fan <laughs> of, yeah. sneak uh, snuck into this number four <laughs> slot today, and then uh, I think Judas Priest is at number five. Yeah. And this is the one where they compile the votes and then like the top eight fight in the Thunderdome. Right, the top five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> top five, sorry. Right, hosted by Tina Turner. Yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd watch, I'd watch the shit out Singing of that. I would pay-per-view watch that. <laughs> that would I, be fantastic. I do have a question for you, Joey. Yeah. Do you like Dave Matthews? No. Okay. Does anybody do, in this room? I, I will say this. I do for me not dog. like Dave Matthews. I mean, I don't go out of my way now, to listen to him. They're <laughs> huge out it, out in Richmond it. when we lived out in D.C. So I saw him at a little, like a small place about the size of the back lot here. And it was amazing. So I was like, okay, I don't like the music, but I, uh, but I liked it. It was a great show. I had I think there's 20 people in the band or something. I mean, it was, just a, it was a deal. And then I saw him here in Springfield. There were that many people in the band, and the music was still just okay. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I don't like. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of their style of music, but yeah. it was entertaining. I wasn't mad that I came. I had a great time. The energy was huge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that. I almost jumped on you, but I didn't. So I pat on say. the back there. Like how hard. <laughs> Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to leave it. Keep going. Go ahead. But yeah, uh, that fan vote's going to be going until January 10th. And like you were starting to say earlier, uh, like the top five go- vote getters, they're, the, the votes they get will be compiled into, I guess. The, it, it sounds a bit lackluster when you get to that stage. But yeah. It's, it amounts to basically one vote per each of those bands that's considered with all of the other Votes all the, the uh, industry uh, executives, the and industry executives, the and I guess reviewer, every yeah. other professional critics, yeah, gets to vote on it and everything like yeah. that. And this is the first year that I can remember where it wasn't like 
four or five obvious right. are going to make it, and then these obscure, like... These we got to have 20 on the this, ballot, damn it. Yeah. Find like, me another group. The, this was their first band, and they had yeah. one record and didn't have any hits, but they need to go in. It's like, who the hell is that band? Right. So boingo, nobody boingo. in this group you have to look up. You should know right. who everybody I, I feel is, the same so. way. There are a few on this, this group of nominees that I've still questioned, like, why are they nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like Whitney Houston, I don't understand that, but fuck, it's I think just, Michael Jackson's already in. So it's not okay. just rock and roll. I was say Aretha Franklin's in. Point, or the yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire's in. So yeah, there's a couple not. of that I well, kind of thought already were in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like Pat Benatar. I'm surprised that Thin Lizzy, they're a nominee this year. I'm surprised that they're not already in. Because yeah, that right. seems like a no-brainer. All in I mean, have you been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I have not. We went, and uh, when we were in Chicago, we were going to New York, so we stopped through because we kind of got to go through there. And uh, they have like... One whole section is all the rap artists and everything. And so when you're coming around, like you start off at the beginning of rock. So there's like, like Elvis. Yeah, well, and, even pre-Elvis, well, but the blues. Muddy and Waters. Stuff, yeah, and, yeah, stuff. Yeah. and then you, you're kind of come around, you see the evolution. And then at the time it was stopping at like grunge. And cause this was like around 2099, something like that. Okay. And, um, so, but then you turn a corner and there's like flavor Flav and you know, all these rap artists. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait a minute. I mean, I just walked by Janis Joplin's car and saw all this other stuff. And then <laughs> now there's a giant fucking watch hanging off of me again. I was rapping here, so Yo, it took me a minute to be like, <laughs> yep. rock and roll, it encompasses all music. So, I mean, if you're going to take rap out of there, then you have to take the blues out of there. Right. You, know? yeah, exactly. you can't pick and choose. It's all music. So, yep. I, But it was awesome. If you ever get a chance to go, it's super killer. Yeah, it's Big Ben on a gold chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. Can we, Anybody all, else? Can, we, can we do like a lineup here of who's got the best flavor? Everybody, <laughs> no. Everybody's got a flavor flavor <laughs> and an Earl Schwarzenegger impersonation. Who wants to start? <laughs> all right. And now that he's like 70, it sounds. It's <laughs> yeah. He's always been. He's one of those people that was born 70 years old and has yeah. been yeah. 70 years old for the last 70 years. Yeah, he's always been kind of hunched over and <laughs> yeah. kind of like doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Shakes a little bit. <laughs> and he still can't read the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's always upside it's down. Big-ass clock. I can't read it. <laughs> My eyesight. He's got a big digital clock on him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. With his flip constantly phone. having to change out the damn I'm batteries. not going to go there. Yep. In other news, Florida Man is back in the news, guys. Yes. We've got a few versions of Florida Man news coming up. First of all, we'll start in Dade City, Florida. Authorities say a Florida man repeatedly called 911 to report that his roommate had stolen his marijuana. Oh, that fucker. A deputy for the Pasco <laughs> County Sheriff's Office posted a Twitter response to the man's calls on Saturday night and said, Stop calling. <laughs> deputy <laughs> deputy Neil Zava says in the Twitter video that... He called the man back to tell him to quit calling the sheriff's office about his stolen marijuana. Zalva recorded the, his video as part of the agency's hashtag tweet along program, <laughs> which allows viewers to get a behind the scenes look at the police work by the deputies. Recreational marijuana re- use, by the way, still is illegal in Florida. So they like stole a dime bag or something off the video. Yeah. One, like, you well, know, a couple pounds or yeah. something. A sheriff's office spokesman says no charges were filed against the caller. Sheriff's Office Communications Director Kevin Dahl said Tuesday they just want the man to stop calling about his stolen weed. They just well, I guess they can't charge him for possession since he no longer he has it. He doesn't have it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not possession if you somebody got it stolen from you. Yeah. Can't charge you for I just have idiot. to say, I, I work in a newsroom, and so I hear a lot of the, the bullshit that comes in over our, <laughs> yeah. our police scanner at work. 
And some people just call 911 dispatch for like the dumbest fucking things. Uh, there's too many to count. There's one of my favorites that I ever heard was a guy who was released from the the jail that morning, and at 4 p.m. he was calling 911 for an ambulance because he had found a beer in the street, an open beer out in the street, and decided to drink it. And he wasn't feeling so hot. <laughs> he wasn't that. feeling good. Can't imagine words. why he wouldn't feel wow. good. That is awesome. Because that was urine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if it was a Budweiser, it didn't taste much different. Those are the oh. beer bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Shade. <laughs> a Florida man admitted to... D- Dustin, first of all, I want to commend you for jumping right in and fitting in with this group of <laughs> motley crew of podcasters we have. This was Dustin's uh, con- contribution to the show this week. And if you did nothing else this week, this would be enough. But all this right. is good. A Florida man admitted to doing, quote, stupid stuff after sexually assaulting... So already it's bad news. Sexually assaulting... Two stuffed animals in a Target store. (laughs) Two stuffed animals, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) The suspect, Cody Meter, started his bizarre sex romp with a stuffed animal from Disney's Frozen, then moved on to a stuffed unicorn around 2 p.m. on Tuesday, (laughs) which is... (laughs) Normally, this shit doesn't happen at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday, but we'll go with it. Well, kudos for him for... Fucking one completing and like I'm still kind of ready to go. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a nooner here. <laughs> Afternoon and delight. He was, he was in the toy store the whole time. Yeah, Target. Yeah. Target. 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 What and no one caught him after the first toy. I, oh, it's well, one of those let's things get to, like when a dog well, let's get through the rest of the story. Because <laughs> what other toy can I show my meter to? Uh, let's see. Here we go. According to the sheriff's department, quote. Uh, Metter proceeded to select a large Olaf stuffed animal <laughs> yes. and began to... Now, this is where I dispute the, the story. He began to, quote, dry hump it right. and then ejaculated onto the item before placing it back on the shelf. Now, if he ejaculated onto Olaf, is it? it's no longer dry humping, is it? Not, not now, there's point. fluids being exchanged, right? <laughs> I feel uh, like if you're dry humping, your clothes are still on. Yeah. Yeah. But, but how did but he? It's, it's but he didn't because he at he, the point where he got he got it he splooged all over Olaf. Yeah, he like <laughs> he really know. let it go. I mean, how could you yeah. tell? Yeah. Olaf <laughs> let it go? Well, that's well, what how? I was saying. You know, for me, I want to picture him humping him and be like, "Do you want to fuck a snowman?" <laughs> <laughs> Olaf Berserker. Do you want to? <laughs> that's pretty. What does he do? Oh, or, cover your eyes. <laughs> just, just be glad he was on the giving end because Olaf's got that like carrot nose and stuff. I mean, Ooh. it could have you know gotten. Maybe that's gotten what happened. Honest. Is Olaf, Olaf dropped Olaf his Olaf carrot nose, <laughs> yeah. went to pick it up, and well, this guy was behind him. And Olaf says that line, "Oh look, it appears I've been impaled." That been <laughs> <laughs> In this case, yes. <laughs> so Maybe they were docking. <laughs> he reportedly selected okay. Olaf from an assortment of Frozen characters. So again, no, we have, no. we have at least two female characters, uh, one or two male characters, a fucking. Whatever that is, uh, reindeer, like, yeah, something, I'm gonna reindeer, fuck that snowman, uh, caribou, snowman. whatever that is, and he goes for the snowman. Everybody's had on. <laughs> yeah, it, it must have been <laughs> maybe, that <laughs> maybe he got carrot. turned on by his carrot nose. Uh, he, I'm right thinking there. he did. Yeah. Maybe that started that. Uh, he he selected Olaf from an assortment of frozen characters before throwing it on the floor. <laughs> so he wasn't even holding it. He threw it on the <laughs> floor you. No, and <laughs> got after it. Are you like that? Like it was more believable when I was picturing him just kind of up against a wall, kind of like like, yeah, What's like that guy doing like flesh lighting it with Olaf. Or? No, down <laughs> on the floor, just straight up oh, making love to it. No, it was a legit king thing. Like, oh, you don't like, know what you're about like to that, do. Olaf. <laughs> Olaf all over you. Got mad Olaf wouldn't piss on him, so he decided to take it out. I don't know. Anyway, the 20-year-old suspect then selected, quote, 
a large unicorn. He's got something for Again, the pointy. Yeah, yeah. He has to. Is a it large unicorn. That he's still a virgin, and that's just him taking out. Well, his he's not anymore. Apparently, <laughs> it's very possible he was still. A virgin. <laughs> yeah, at the time he might have been no longer. He selected a large unicorn as his second partner for the afternoon, and allegedly dry humped it too. Cops charged the six foot two, two hundred twenty pound Saint Petersburg man with criminal mischief. They estimate the damage done was under two hundred dollars. It must not have been a talking Olaf. He yeah. likes the silent type, I guess. <laughs> the police reported. <laughs> the, hold his hand over his eyes. Don't look. The police. Don't want to see this. <laughs> he, put, he put his other hand over his eyes. <laughs> there you go. It would have been better if he would have put Olaf there to watch this. he's doing the unicorn. Or well, maybe the he, unicorn watch. He already, and he gave it to Olaf. He already has an audience <laughs> Your all next around unicorn. Him. Really? So, he's I mean. Gonna, he's going to cuck hold him. <laughs> The police report did not indicate that drugs or alcohol were a factor, though they checked the unknown box if there's any indication of mental health issues. Uh, Meadow's father reportedly told the arresting officers, quote, his son has a history of this type of behavior. <laughs> wow. I caught him fucking his dolls in the bedroom all the time. But you can't stop him. It's like that dog once it starts humping, you're like, you don't you kick it off. Let it, you gotta let it go. <laughs> just, just let it finish Just it. let him do it. Was he still humping when they admitted him at the jail? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Cops says the the suspect confessed that he had done, quote, <laughs> stupid stuff and that he had, quote, nutted on the Olaf doll. <laughs> the merchandise could not be resold and was destroyed due to circumstances, the police report says. Yeah. Right, you just wipe it off. That's the yeah, saddest story child. plot I've ever heard. <laughs> Either that or it's really valuable on eBay because <laughs> yeah. of the story. I think the police department probably confiscated it just so they could have it sit on somebody's desk and be like, that's the uh, how, how awesome would that be? Bringing it into court on ev- this is evidence. In a bag, yeah. <laughs> set it on the judge's stand. And they try to pull it out of the bag and they can't hit it to unstick. On I would love to be to in right the courtroom way. that day. Show they've got like the all doll. the public court things going on, and then all of a sudden this guy walks up. Game and like, judge I want to see the guy who paints that courtroom scene. The courtroom sketch artist, John Snowman. Like it doesn't quite look like Olaf. I can't quite get the lines. Show us on the doll where you touched it. It's right. There, you can see it right here. I was hoping it would be out of the view of the camera, so you couldn't just go. Okay, it's the one on the second shelf. They had to go and touch each one. Be like, okay, no, that was okay. Just it's sticking. It's sticking. All right, this is the one. (laughs) Up next, I just want to say something. (laughs) Please do. In You're my early twenties, <laughs> you fucked it a lot too. No, I have I have been in a <laughs> lot of places and a lot of alcohol involved, and in some shady places, <laughs> some parties. I have watched people fuck a- fucking stuffed animals. It witnessed it with my own eyes. To the is point it, of it it Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> All right. Is it so this is not unusual oh, for me. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I'm glad you could add some perspective to the story. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've Did been they in figure some... out the peanut butter solution? There was girls humping <laughs> fucking Tigger dolls and... All kinds of there, crazy shit. There is a Tickle friend, me, Elmo. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's where it all started. Wait a minute. Kitty's got a story, <laughs> too. Kitty's about to drop names. Hold on. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying the name, but there's a friend of ours. and uh, Friend of the show. He he uh, would use the, because, you know, your couch has usually two to three cushions, and it's got the area in between the cushions. Ah. He would lay there and hump that to completion. He'd fuck the inside the of the in cushions. The in-betweens of the cushion. <laughs> because 
It felt soft and it was it like a suede or something? Because I'm, I'm <laughs> I hope you guys well, never pillow humping is like you can fucking Pornhub well, search pillow humping, and uh, there's yeah, not a whole it. lot of difference between that and a stuffed animal. Yeah, that's true. So I, I, I don't I don't fucking. know I don't understand maybe I don't understand I mean, the whole I don't know less personification like have eyes sewn into it. Yeah, there's less personification with a pillow. I can't I can't get a pillow to get if me you off. Put silk, <laughs> if you put silk you guys, you guys are doing it wrong. If you uh, put silk content? panties on Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, then that's a different story. <laughs> it becomes that's a drag story. No. <laughs> Up next, Cape Coral, Florida. A Florida man who was found nude inside a plumbing business is facing charges of being accused of using a forklift and a hammer. <laughs> None of this fits to wreak havoc before taking a shower there. <laughs> oh, okay. So he didn't do nothing to the pipes. That's, that's okay. Good. So he's naked and he's in a plumbing store. Well, he took a shower, and so. they're charging him with the forklift and the hammer. The news press reports 24-year-old Joseph Michael Beneck was confronted Beneck? by an employee at United Plumbing on Friday. The employee told Lee County deputies he was working late in the warehouse and went to investigate a noise when he found <laughs> Beneck standing naked and clutching a hammer. <laughs> Maybe he was fucking the hammer. I don't well, know. Which the way this night's gone. He was which hammer was he clutching? Well, Just I don't know. Imagine <laughs> the horror of rounding the corner and seeing that. <laughs> if he saw him fucking the hammer, it'd be a lot worse. The employee said Beanac didn't threaten him. Oh, no. He was in the mood for love. Surveillance video shows Beanac causing destruction to the plumbing business and a neighboring business. Beanac was released on Sunday on a $26,500 bond and faces two charges of burglary. And charges of resisting arrest, larceny, and criminal mischief. It's unclear if he's retained an attorney. I'm guessing he's going to get one appointed to him. At what point do you just you work at a place and then <laughs> I've seen you, turn, you go around the corner and there's a naked guy holding a hammer and you're like, I don't get fucking paid enough. For this shit. <laughs> and just walk out. And yeah, and just like this fuck this. The third fuck employee this that got him and the other two walked out like fuck it, I'm done. I've you you, you can keep that hammer. Last 10 years I don't of care. My life. So you've also, seen it all. I've seen some unless shit. he kept the hammer, it's not burglary. I don't think. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, or the forklift. Charges, might, your honor. He took a shower and he still drove home on the forklift. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was. It didn't say if he was driving the forklift after or before so the shower. Did he no. show up naked or did he undress Strip once there? he got there? Again, we're missing some details. Um, we're <laughs> going to have to investigate we have, this. There's a lot more to this story <laughs> going on. Yeah. We're need I like to think. <laughs> well, in your version, what happened, Kenny? <laughs> well, I, just, I like to think that he was there and then he's like, I took a shower. He's like, no need to get dressed because there's no one around. So he started walking around naked. And he's like, you know, I've always wanted to drive a forklift. So that's where the forklift comes in. And then, <laughs> and then he the just hammer, fucked I don't up. Know. Maybe he heard Where'd a noise. Where'd the hammer come from? <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, was he, just noise. he heard somebody away. coming down the hall. He's like, fuck, give me my hammer. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> maybe the forklift was out. It needed to be put back into a safety spot. And, <laughs> and the hammer was sitting out. When does the store have showers? I don't think yeah. I've ever had the urge to dro- operate any machinery naked. You have a story about in that. In my 20s. <laughs> in my 20s, I went to some parties where people were driving forklifts naked all of a sudden. No. Well, he's still in his 20s. So he'll get yeah. In my early 20s. <laughs> oh, here we go. There was Can you write back That seems to be the party era. That <laughs> yeah, early something 20s. happened in those early Everything 20s. It all started with Olaf. 14 to 28. <laughs> and a forklift. But we knew of a place that didn't have any security and didn't have any cameras. So we went there, and I knew knew there was a forklift there, and I've always wanted to drive a forklift. And we ended up doing minimum damage. No, we (laughs) we were just drinking that night. Were you clothed? uh, So, But it was 
where uh, our friend no. that was with us is where he worked at. <laughs> so I got him talked into going out there naked. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but he did pee in the corner. Was so. cocaine and fireball involved in this? There's no, no fireball back then. There no, wasn't. That was, no. I can't say the name. Gold Slogger would be the closest you could get. It would have been tequila right. with this person. So. Okay. Again, we should be naming names on this show. That's another no, episode, no, though. No, no. no, we don't never name names. Yeah, I know. We do not. Except Olaf. Maybe <laughs> this guy had his dirty laundry. Maybe this Florida guy in our last story had the same issues as this guy. We'll finish up in Iowa, Bagley, Iowa. Nick Lestina discovered five inches of <laughs> blood, fat, and other animal tissue flooding his family's oh, basement yeah, in Bagley. Yeah, and he fucked it. He <laughs> 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 got a naked forklift driver to fuck it for him. Which is about 45 miles northwest of Des Moines. He told the Des Moines Register he hasn't been able to clean it up because it's still seeping in. The waste is coming from a neighboring meat locker where blood and tissue from slaughtered animals was washed down a drain. Officials say a clog or a break in the pipe sent the waste into Lestina's basement through a floor drain. State environmental specialists traced the waste to Dahl's Custom Meat Locker. So the company is now pumping pumping it into a large tank. Lestina and his family have temporarily moved in with a relative. I wouldn't temporarily move. I would permanently move, I think, yeah. It sounds sounds like you're going to get a big check out at the end of this ordeal. Yeah, I think you would, yeah. Get a check from the meat company and uh, sell the house. And you meat might have you might have free meat for life. Is pretty bad. You know what? That's a good that's one. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> you could possibly get free meat for life and a big check. Yeah, well, he's getting it pumped into his basement right now for free. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think his sludge is uh, considered. <laughs> you know, if you just oh, layer wow. the meat on top, the the, the fat on top. Of the meat, oh yeah, let it render know. through there. Oh yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. I will say that being scarred by Amnesville horror when I was four years old, <laughs> that would be pretty. Walking nasty. down there into that would probably. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we're selling it, honey. In October, no less. <laughs> so he's not going to make. He's not going to make it through the uh, the haunted house. It was <laughs> you won't make it through McCamey Manor. <laughs> no, he's not going to make it through the manor. <laughs> well, let us know what you think are the top it stories. Depends on if there's hand jobs and blow jobs. I don't know. Depend on how big is fears. Hot ass women. <laughs> Let us know what you think of the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Send your suggestions to us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for PGTC Podcast. You can find our social media links, how to reach us by email, our hotline number, and more at popgoestheculture.com. Last week's pop quiz, we asked you what's your favorite use or depiction of Halloween in entertainment and pop culture. We asked folks to vote after we gave you our four suggestions. Here are the results at number four, with 10% of the vote, was Donnie Darko. At number three, with 18% of the vote, Halloween three. Not two. Not two. You know what I did? I searched for Halloween three movie poster, and I saw the fucking pumpkin, and I was like, that's got to be it, right? I didn't even read it anymore than that. I was just like, yeah, that's it. At number two, with 27% of the vote, Hocus Pocus. Not Hocus Pocus 2. And number one with 45% of the vote, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. We did have, we Yay. didn't pick everybody's favorite though. Tara Reyes on Facebook said, <laughs> I realize it's not an option, but I vote for Stranger Things 2. Remember, Stranger Things 2 was Halloween where they're dressed as Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, that's yep. right. Thank you to everyone who voted. Thank you to <laughs> Tara. Please, anytime we do a poll and we don't pick your favorite, let us know. That's part of, part of the question, part of what we ask. You can always find us on the, the pop quiz. And we'll give you our pop quiz for this week a little bit later on in the show. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. It's that most wonderful time of the year again. That's right. Geek Miss is coming. 
Fanatics of the Fan presents Geekmas, Springfield's one-of-a-kind geek Christmas event on Saturday, December 7th at the Creamery Arts Center in downtown Springfield, Missouri. There'll be gaming, movies, cosplay, photo ops, panel programming, and vendors with just what you need to pick up a gift for that hard-to-shop-for geek in your life. That's Saturday, December 7th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. For more information, go to Facebook and search Geekmas 2019. This weekend in pop culture history, October 25th, 1964, the Rolling Stones performed on the Ed Sullivan Show. Nice. I'm sure that was controversial. Everything well, they did on the Ed Sullivan Show was controversial. It was. Yeah, I remember that. You remember 1964? <laughs> <laughs> I was 10 years away from being born, but I remember exactly. that shit. That and the doors and the pills. <laughs> October 25th, 1982, Newhart premiered on CBS. Never enjoyed that show. You didn't like the new heart, huh? No. Anybody here watching? You like the old heart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. I like the new ticket. October 25th, 1993, the Rocky Horror Picture Show made its network television debut on Fox, featuring an intercut live cast performance. How much did they have to cut out? Um, On Fox? Probably not as much as you'd think. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. I mean, it was a little bit, but it didn't. Not near. Wasn't I say? Thought, wasn't yeah. Fox the one that did the musical version last year? Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think which they'd... got a little bit more than the original one playing. I yeah. was like, that's kind of crazy considering. Yeah. October twenty fifth is National Frankenstein Friday. The last Friday in October is Frankenstein Friday. Believe it or not. How do you celebrate that? Um, you dress like Frankenstein. There you go. It's or you, it's where you electrocute your bolts. There you go. You, <laughs> yes. You, <laughs> dry on the car socket, I don't know. And the nipples here, they <laughs> nipple like, there you go. One of the, <laughs> you're really alive. Yeah. Yeah. One of the local movie channels today was showing the the bride starring Sting. Very nice. Uh, you know, it's okay. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Krabs was Frankenstein. Awesome. Yeah, Wait, love Clancy Brown. Yeah. Sting, he's a he's a big dude. No. Not the wrestler. Oh, the okay. Singer. Never mind. The singer. Singer. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, rocks. <laughs> oh, okay. That guy. Wrong oh, guy. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong guy. Okay. That, never mind. that was Rick Flair, wasn't it? <laughs> well, he did it too. Yeah. Sorry, I, Let me show you my stinger. Was he the bride? <laughs> no, he. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, not it? in the movie. No, <laughs> the chick from Flashdance. What was her name? Jennifer Beals. Jennifer yeah. Beals. Yeah. Mm. She's in four rooms also. There you go. Birthdays this weekend, Friday. Friday, October 25th, actress Marion Ross from Happy Days. Yes. She turns 91 years old today. She's still alive. She's alive and turns 91. Good for her. Comedian Samantha Bee turns 50. Actor Meekhead Brooks on Supergirl. Jimmy Olsen, who's not Jimmy Olsen, turns 39. And singer Katy Perry turns 35. Can you explain that? Jimmy Katie Olsen, Perry? but not Jimmy Olsen. He's James Olsen, and he's oh. not Superman's buddy with the bow tie and the red hair that runs around snapping pictures. He's James Olsen is not sexy. Like <laughs> yeah, he, and he's yeah he's a he's a former model who's become yeah uh, like the actor was a model yeah so it's not he was oh. still it's, it's the CW CW's version of Jim Jamie Olsen yeah I mean he still took the pictures right I mean at least Superman's they gave him more thought than Zack Snyder's version of Jimmy Olsen I yeah. guess yeah this is true I like who played Jimmy Olsen on uh, Smallville. What was that guy's name? The guy remember? that was... Uh, uh, it was one of the shoot. Ashmore yeah. twins. Yeah. It was either Aaron Ashmore. or Sean. I can't remember which. Yeah, yeah. I liked his version of... Yeah. And then they killed him. Saturday, October 26th, TV host Pat Sajak turns 73 years old. And he's still miserable doing that show, right? And he's... 
still, but he still gets a paycheck. <laughs> Musician Bootsy Collins turns yeah. 68 years old. I got to see Bootsy Collins down in Padre Island during one of the spring breaks. It was amazing. Bootsy is amazing. Speaking of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> How old did she turn? Bootsy, he turned oh, 68 whatever. years old. <laughs> That's a different Bootsy. Like, I'm going to have no stripper down. That's a stripper in Tijuana named Bootsy. Named Bootsy Collins. She make you famous? She's 68 also. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's, I think she's 86. She's 68 then, yeah. 68 but a hard 49. <laughs> <laughs> she was 69, actually. Oh, actor Dylan McDermott turns 58. Actor Carrie Elwes from The Princess Bride turns 57. Actor Tom Cavanaugh over on The Flash turns 56 years old. Nice. Actor, producer Seth MacFarlane turns 46 years old on Saturday. Actor John Heater, remember Napoleon Dynamite? Oh, God. <laughs> that was the one movie that guy was in? Yeah. 42 years old. That's all you need. One movie. Blades of Glory. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Blades of Glory. And a wrestler CM Punk turns 41 years old on Saturday. Sunday, October 27th, actor John Cleese, John Cheese, turns 80 years old. He'll be at Planet Comic Con in March. Yes, he is. My joke about, you know, they really got that old age makeup right. If you watch Monty Python, uh, what is it, Meaning of Life? Uh They have him, like, older and now. They really got it right. Mm. Yeah. Just a side, interesting side story. Something to go back and look at. Director Ivan Reitman turns 73 years old. Singer Simon LeBon from Duran Duran, Duran, Duran mm. turns 61 years old on Sunday. Happy birthday to everybody celebrating birthday this weekend. I'll buy each and every one of you a cake. Not really. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you just got to come to my place to pick it up, right? Exactly. <laughs> new this week in entertainment. New at the box office this weekend. Black and Blue is out this weekend. Countdown. David Mann will be there with bells on. Yeah. The and The Lighthouse down. out this weekend. I do want to see that. I do too. Lighthouse looks pretty good. Not a few people in What is this that? black and blue? Because I think it's I'm the one with, I forget who the actress is in it. She's a cop and she catches other cops with her body cam, like doing illegal shit. And so the other bad cops are out to catch her before she can turn them in, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> kind of paint by numbers, that kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, new TV and streaming this week. Dolomite is my name is on Netflix today, right now. I want to watch it. Starring Eddie too. Murphy. Out on home video this week. The Lion King is available on home video this Sweet. week. Hey! No. I'm going to do that. I hear that all the time. time. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> uh, new video games this week. WWE 2K20 is out. Have you guys uh, seen the WWE 2K20 stuff? You can find it on social media and on Twitch. No. Do yeah. people still play wrestling games? That game games? apparently is as, it should never have been released. Why? Like, it's not playable. Oh. Like, your character goes in the ring and like they just kind of like disappear and every once in a while you'll get a thing that'll pop up and be like hit X and then meanwhile like the referees like having like a seizure spinning right like, <laughs> around the ring. It's like a it's, David Lynch movie. Yeah, it's, it's a really fucking <laughs> never should have been released. I guess Sony, uh anybody that bought it for the PlayStation, Sony is offering full refunds and like we're sorry. Wow. Didn't they do that with Anthem? What's that? Didn't they do that with Anthem uh, Xbox did, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Really, well, after, that's after it, it crashed consoles. Yeah. After it no. bricked my Xbox and I had to buy a yeah. brand new one. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that happened one, to me. That band Sky also. That happened to you? Mo- no, 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 no. no that that, yeah, that Sky both offered refunds. Yeah, because I, it Anthem unfortunately didn't destroy my PS4 and I played it. I played it for a while. After Even after it bricked my first one, I still played it. I still played it and Call of Duty Modern Warfare out today on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. You guys going to be doing yes. a little Call of Duty? Yes. Yeah. In another 
two hours and some. By the time folks are listening to this, you'll have been at it for a couple hours already. Oh, yeah. Like and so playing Call of Duty. Duty. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to dry hump this controller. Yeah. <laughs> you put the vibrate, you put the, just <laughs> hold it under <laughs> your <laughs> testicles <laughs> and oh, my gosh. Shoot me, keep honey. shooting yeah. your gun. Like, <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> keep on shooting me. <laughs> Microphone's over there. Not You've never stuck an Xbox controller in your ass and fired the trigger off. <laughs> <laughs> You're not playing your console, right? Oh, shit, Charlie. New comics this week. Action Comics, Aquaman Annual, Batman... Aquaman Annual, for those of you that are looking up this. I saw some folks looking that way. Uh, Batgirl, Batman Beyond, Batman, Curse of the White Knight, Batman, Superman, a lot of Batman. Hey, guess where DC makes their money? Black Adam, You're the Villain, Detective Comics, Flash, Justice League Dark, Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, all at DC. Did I miss any, Dustin? From DC? No, just a couple to add. Uh, yeah. though, uh, first so I of... did miss some. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you covered it you all, missed but there's, there's a couple. couple of first appearances. Pretty big one. First appearance of Batwoman in Batman Beyond. Uh-huh. Um, that's her. So it'd be Batman, Batwoman Beyond. Right. It would be. And then also... There's a couple first. of new villains in Detective Comics, too, isn't there? Yeah, and then first full appearance of Superman who laughs in the Batman Superman. There you go. Oh, yeah. And that's it for DC. On the Marvel side, Amazing Mary Jane, number one, I which sounds that. way cooler than it should. <laughs> all right. Which all is right. not the comic you're expecting. <laughs> Zoinks! Amazing Spider-Man, <laughs> Avengers, Ghost Spider, Immortal Hulk, King Thor, Marauders, Tony Stark, Iron Man at Marvel. Did I miss any there? Nope, covered it all there. Marauders, Those this is uh, one of the relaunch. <laughs> yeah, what, this one is one of the, the relaunches coming out of House of X, House Powers of, of Ten. Powers, yeah. yeah. And then other comics out this week: Count Crowley, Reluctant Monster Hunter, number one, from our buddy David Desmalchin. Uh Middle West, Lumberjanes, Steven Universe, Archie versus Predator. Nice. That's right. God damn it, Archie versus Predator, Unbound, number one, and Money Shot, number one, <laughs> which is yeah! exactly <laughs> what you think it is. It is the porn comic, yeah. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking with me? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I might get into comics after all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we actually did get a couple of hold the phone. What's what characters are appearing in it? <laughs> well, they're all hand-drawn. It's comic books, so. I say, I actually pre-ordered a variant done by Jenny Frisson. Yeah. Um, it was a risque variant, and it, I received it today, and it is gorgeous. It's a beautiful. You gonna my, go home and fuck it? Tonight? <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you masturbated I mean, in that really, comic like, book? That's one thing I love about. That's Olaf. What he thought about. That's what it. I love about Jenny Frisson, though, is it's not too risque. It just right, shows, she like, it just keeps shows it where you can put scantily it on clad. Stuff. Right, scantily clad. <laughs> when love friend, that uh, phrase. When my friend Tom died a year ago. We inherited. Wait, bring the room down. <laughs> yeah, I, no, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> he, he, he was no, older. He was fifty. He he's no not going to hear this. Fuck it. Nah, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think that he's hearing this and he's laughing. No, it, we inherited a bunch of his stuff, and some of the stuff we inherited were old, like nineteen seventies porn comics. Nice. Tijuana so, Bibles. A lot of Bush, right? <laughs> oh, there's a, a lot of Bush. I have, I have a few of those subscribers that just. That's all they want. That's all they want. You ever, just you like ever, risky stuff. I want stuff. afros and Harry Bush. Straight up risky stuff. You ever heard of Freak Brothers? You ever ordered that? Uh-uh. I'm sure I, I probably I found can, some though. of those in high school. I get like, there's like King, Cave Woman, Jungle Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Anything done like by like Boundless Comics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Anything oh, Frank oh, Chow. <laughs> yeah, Frank Cho. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he does a lot of, like, awesome. all of his stuff is, a lot of his stuff is based off of porn. Yeah. Yeah. And same with Greg Land, too. Yep. 
And he's exactly like you think he'd be in Who, person. Frank? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Porn. He's it. really great at what he does. Though. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, new, new collectibles announced this week over at Funko. Da Vinci and Vincent Van Gogh Funko Pops. NBA Pops. Dune, the 1980s movie Funko Pops. Does, does Van Gogh have both ears? Uh, I don't know. He does. does he? Well, oh, well, that's, yeah, that's not often, man. Then. No. Well, it depends on what part of his career. <laughs> it's like having it's like having a Def Leppard. Funko Papa has two arms. What the like fuck? I'm gonna, if I ever had that, um, I would have to remove the ear. Form. Yeah, you would. Yeah, get out your little modeling <laughs> tools. Well, they've got people that do customs, and they they'll do that. Yeah. They, uh, where's Waldo Pop? Did they find it? Waldo? Yeah, yeah I bet not yet. It's not out on shelves yet. Nobody's found one yet. And Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Just an empty so, box. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Said, Where the fuck is he? He's somewhere <laughs> in the store. Good luck. Uh, How do you yeah, give luck. a Funko Pop a hunchback? I'm curious to see. <laughs> I was wondering. That, yeah. it, it probably won't. It'll probably still look just like every other Funko Pop. Well, it's the Funko, have a fucked up face. Yeah, the Funkos are. Well, the they've got a lot of cool. You know, right. it'll, it'll, it'll have a Funko face. face. <laughs> yeah, they're Funko also coming out with uh, two two variations of ten uh, inch Michael Jordan pop. So one's a foot long. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I already made that joke. Of, now you can finally get your ten inch Michael Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, that reminds me of one time in my I mean, 20s, I got fits. 10 inches of Michael Jordan. No. Somebody's going to be fucking that Whoa, in the store. But, yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's all coming out this week. Quick programming note as we transition into our discussion topic for the week. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, first of all, thank you. Uh, you probably know that some of us have a lot of shit going on this fall. Kids, families, some of our extended Pop Goes the Culture podcast families had some health issues, all kinds of shit going on. Because of that, listen up. We are going to do things just a little bit differently the rest of 2019. Instead of our regular, try that again. Instead of our regular weekly format that we've been giving you for however, almost two years now we've been doing this, we are take stepping back from that for the rest of 2019. We're not stopping altogether because again, with all that other shit going on, this is kind of our place to de-stress and have some fun and get away from the cares of the world for a while. I think it's children, uh, children and spouses and. I can't get hop away along from over there. <laughs> hop along over there with her knee problem. I have neither. Yeah, so we've got all this stuff going on. So what we're going to do, we're going to give you a new show about every two weeks the rest of this year. And then when we come back in January, we'll be back to our regular weekly episodes. Um, but that doesn't start till the end of this month. Next week on Thursday, you're going to get the Halloween episode. But because we are stepping away from this format for a couple months, we are going to take a look at pop culture, entertainment, the rest of 2019, and our discussion to close out this show and our pop quiz for this week is, what is it that's left in 2019 that's not come out yet that you are most excited about, most anticipating? There's a couple of reference Am I supposed to there. look at the You can look paper. at it and see if there's anything that jumps out. We're going to look for four things, and it's across all of movies, television, video games, <laughs> comic books, books, albums, conventions, whatever. What are Rick and Morty season four? Rick and Morty season four. Rick and Morty season four. Rick and Morty season four. I'm hearing a lot I, of. Rick I have and Morty. one that's a book, but I don't know how. I don't know. It's is a sequel to the Andromeda. Strain. I'm not excited for. it. Oh, the what's it? The Andromeda, Andromeda Strain, Evolution. Andromeda Strain Evolution, not yeah. written by Michael Crichton. Yeah. So it's written Lit. by a nobody. Yeah, that, so, that kind of bothers. Yeah. me. I still want to read it. Well, good for you. I'm I don't going think it's going to make our list. I'm going with BlizzCon. <laughs> You know I don't get to go to it, but every, I mean, every year we pull it up on YouTube, and my thing's the cosplay stuff. I love yeah. all that stuff, but yeah. They do a lot of cosplay. Kiss is on. We'll see if that makes our list. What else are you guys looking forward to? Kenny, here's a list for you. So you 
Are you looking for the Pokemon game? You get hard on Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to catch him first. Pikachu, you gotta, Pikachu. You gotta fuck him. He gets those stuffed animals. <laughs> fuck the that might ones. make our list. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Pokemon, number two. Anything else you guys see on that list or anything else that's you can think you get of? get them that's, to evolve. You're going right. to get one that's got the pull string Deadpool voice and fuck it. A lot of things going on in that conversation. All right. I mean, he's practically dead anyway, so why not? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Deadpool's kind of a butterface, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, oh, he's toys that, that made us. Toys that made us. I love the toys that made us. I'm sorry. I have yet to watch that show, but I heard it's really good. It is amazing. Is it? Is it like um, that one made show? How sure. it's made. How it's, how it's made, yeah. No, I haven't watched How It's Made. No, How It's Made actually takes you through the process. Yeah, of how, it's ma- how It's Made is kind of like following the assembly line as they're yeah, going through. This, this is more is, of a... This is more like this the is like the Yeah, stuff. this is more of the stories behind, like, so, like, one, one of the episodes, you know, Star Wars toys, so it talks about how oh, so George like Lucas just pissed away the license to okay. it, and so Kenner made a shitload so it of money. Totally like the history. It's the history yeah, of it, and yeah, goes history. through it, like, oh, by, cool, yeah. by generations, by years. And it's really interesting, because even the ones, like, there's... Season two has the Barbie. Yeah, I think I think, I think Barbie's still season one. Season, it's season one, one of them. Maybe. Yeah, is that your secret one. fantasy, Kenny? No, but I was like, <laughs> I watched the, the rest. Of, yeah, I watched the rest of it, and I was like, okay, I'll because I skipped the Barbie, right? And but I was like, okay, I want to go back and watch it anyways, and it was interesting. And the Barbie one was who? Is that the one? Or am I thinking of the He Man one? There's one where this lady. <laughs> It's an older gal who's telling her story about my time working for this toy company, and in the background, there's like a blow-up doll. She's sitting in a, just sitting in a chair, fully inflated. I don't in, remember in the background. Oh, it's either He-Man or Barbie. I it's swear. Did to it have her likeness? No, it wasn't her. It was just it was a yeah. you know the blow-up doll, the standard you know mouth Did it open, a surprised face. Oh yeah, it looked like it got <laughs> goosed in the ass, caught her Ooh. by surprise. But it, it was interesting, and Joey was uh, talking about like okay. He's pretty familiar with blow-up dolls. Back in my twenties, but they—I uh, like real they, girls. You know, they, you know, they do GI Joe. They did He-Man. They did you know Transformers. So you're like, okay, where can it go from there? I think is what he asked. I was like, well, I've watched a lot of things on the um, uh, what do you call it, where they make it in other countries, bootleg yeah. uh, stuff that they've made, and there's like really awesome stories. About the bootlegs that they made, I think they should do a, a show on. Well, that. they do work in the bootlegs into the individual episodes. Like when they talked about yeah, Star Wars, they worked in all the different bootleg shit in that. So. But not a lot. I mean, there's a whole lot more, especially with like uh, Thundercats and um, gosh, I'm trying to think. There's another line that like there's a really amazing like they could do an hour just on those bootlegs. And how, and what they had to go through and the oops we didn't really ask for permission to do these but we so. did it anyway we call this guy Star Trooper <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if they're looking for ideas I think that would be a fun one for them to so do. if you guys are listening to the show Eric uh, yeah, yeah feel free to use that yeah absolutely. you don't even have to give us credit I think Kenny would like what is it Queer Eye and We're in Japan Queer yes. Eye in Japan I have that in my queue yeah so <laughs> I I love that show there that's great and this last season man they get you. In the fields. <laughs> I know back, in my, I know back in my twenties. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but Godzilla show era Criterion Collection. Is, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I like. I watched all that Godzilla shit growing up. So. Oh yeah, oh, all that Godzilla shit. <laughs> That's what I call it. All that Godzilla shit. There's a bunch of it, yeah. and none of it yeah. is. 
you know, I don't have a comment. Movie I'm different. looking forward to that to no one else it. is. I think no one else even cares about is the Ford versus Ferrari. That's an awesome real life story, so I'm, and it looks really cool too. So it's not life. like that rubber movie where it's about like a tire. I would watch people. that before I'd watch it. I love. <laughs> I watched. That. That. I actually watched that. Great. You're talking about this Robert the killer the tire. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh yeah. Was, he like, has that movie. They're gonna yeah. race yeah. two Hot Wheels po- live like on TV. Movie. Yes. I was very high when I watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only <laughs> way to watch that. Movie. Holy shit! I almost didn't drive home after that. I was just like, <laughs> I don't like going anywhere near car again. I don't treat my tires that well. Yeah, there we got armor all working on the tires. Like, I'm sorry, baby. I haven't rotated them in forever. So. <laughs> yeah, we good here. I mean, we're all pretty excited about the new Star Wars because we're going to be doing a show, show on, it. on it. So I think that should definitely be in there since we're doing a yeah. And then knives out, knives out, knives, yeah, knives out. out. Uh, I'm kind of look. I'm interested at least for this Doctor Sleep to see how that turns out. That what is it going interesting. Yeah, yeah, the recent Same. trailer for that, that looks interesting. Look yeah. pretty good. And that's a show I don't give two shits about, but it, the newest trailer does make it look really good. Yeah. What about that trailer that we were you were watching today, Lighthouse or something like that? The Lighthouse. They mentioned it earlier. Yeah, yeah, oh. I think where was right I at? It's out this week. Yikes! You're I here. trying show. to like figure out if I have enough finances <laughs> to just go and watch it this week or not. The Lighthouse. Yeah, because I I have to see <clears throat> Cats in theaters. My friend is in it, so I got to see that tomorrow. Don't oh, look cool. at me that way. <laughs> you, you know I someone in the movie I, Cats? No, no. No, in the production. The oh, production okay. Here, I was like, yeah, I didn't MSU. think that movie was coming out yet. It's in MSU, so. My Get the hell out of here, Curtis. <laughs> You're there not you wanted here. Get your fucking cat and get out of here. <laughs> Take your poutine and go. Yeah. <laughs> get your poutine out of here. Oh, I'm excited for poutine. <laughs> I'm going to make my poutine <laughs> meow. I'm excited to go home and look up Olaf porn after this show. <laughs> That's going to be t- uh, trending on Pornhub. It will be after this. Yes, when I get home, I'll start looking that up. So we got to whittle <laughs> this down to four, four the four right things now? that we are most Maybe excited about. So I already have it on my tabs on my. I've got. Here's what I've got. You guys, four. by a by a sound of your voice. Or, all right, uh, we've got Rick and Morty season four, BlizzCon, Pokemon Sword and Shield, the toys that made us season three, Queer Eye in Japan, Godzilla. The Criterion Collection, Ford vs. Ferrari, Star Wars, Knives Out, Doctor Sleep. Give us four. Somebody pick. Start picking. I think Rick and Morty. Rick and Rick and Morty, Morty, Morty had jumped on that. Brad doesn't like Rick and Morty. That's all right. He doesn't have to. I mean, he I mean, should, but he doesn't have to. Can you find me on BlizzCon? There's like half naked women the on there. Will you guys like kind of go with me on? If what is it? On BlizzCon. What was I that? mean, if they're half naked, I'll go with you. Yeah, it's fine. Well, I mean, I'll go to BlizzCon. No, with like, you, are you, are you driving? Who's driving? No, no. You pay for the hotel room? What's going on here? <laughs> is this a thing? To agree that it's something are that you guys look forward to. We've done this before. Back in our 20s, <laughs> we did sleep in a van. <laughs> Watch drug deals go down all night. It's pretty awesome. There was a shooting. Uh, <laughs> now we get a nut out all, all the Olafs we want. There you go. I've been shot at multiple times. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Dusty <laughs> is the I'm most interesting man in the world. Huh? Dusty is the most interesting man in the world. Hey, I do like Dos Equis. <laughs> he has a story for everything. Whether they're it. true or not, you got to figure out. <laughs> Stay fresh, you might. Oh, they're true. Yeah. So let's go. So we got Rick and Morty season four. We got BlizzCon, Pokemon, Toys That Made Us, Queer Eye, Godzilla, Ford, Ferrari, Star Wars, Knives Out, Doctor Sleep. Out of that group, what's the next three? Oh man, I want to say Pokemon still, just because I already said it. Does anybody else give a fuck about Pokemon? No. no. Anybody no. else give a no. anybody else give a fuck about BlizzCon? No. 
Anybody <laughs> else give a fuck about the toys that made us? I do. I don't. Who gives a do. fuck about anything? <laughs> on All right, that we list. got toys. <laughs> <laughs> There's two votes for it toys. It depends on what toys we're talking about. Well, we're gonna toys find out in season wants. three, I guess. <laughs> nice. Anybody so we besides? There. <laughs> can we put one of the comments Olaf that there's no the good toys. shit left no, in 2019? Yeah. A special no. Olaf toy that made us come. Hey, Kenny threw one out there. What was that? We got the crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. CW. I'm pretty damn excited about that. The more they announce, the more I'm intrigued. So like are, I'm intrigued. By are we going to suddenly I, I feel like it's going to be a clusterfuck? Let's go through the rest of them, then we'll get back to it. Queer Eye. Anybody besides Kenny give a fuck about Queer Eye? You should. That's a good show. Nobody. All right. Anybody besides Curtis give a fuck about Godzilla? I love Godzilla. Anybody I like, besides Kenny? Oh, I like Godzilla. Not the new movie. Go go <laughs> oh. Godzilla. No, but I mean, I just like Godzilla as a whole franchise. So. Okay. I mean, just as a person, <laughs> he's pretty good he's guy. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's <laughs> a good dude. I'd hang out. I mean, I'd fucking bad days. <laughs> I mean, Mothra's. If there's no snowman around, I mean, I'd. Isn't there a new election or something? A new erection. New erection. Yeah. Godzilla erection. There election this year. No. No, that's uh, not until next, next year. Fuck. Are you excited about that? <laughs> Wait, what, what is your... We probably should be. <laughs> We're going to say that for next year's show. Have we had uh, Okay, so no? Godzilla has a strong maybe. I'll come back to that. Ford versus Ferrari. Anybody besides Kenny care about no, Ford Ferrari? All right. Star Wars. I mean, it's one our like, like, most like, anticipated movie poll. I feel like poll, that should be on... I feel like, I feel like it should be on the list. You yeah. feel you feel like yeah. people are going to put the last time it was on the list. Didn't it get a Last time it was on the list it won when we yeah. asked about yeah. favorite movie of 20 so most interesting still movie. give a shit about it. I'll throw it on the list then. All right. Is it not because anybody in this room cares, but because we feel like somebody <laughs> Are we specifically saying Rise of Skywalker yes. or The Mandalorian or all of it together? Let's say Skywalker. Let's yeah. we'll see if we can get a rise out of Skywalker. <laughs> I'm slowly falling off the Star about? Wars bandwagon. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, Knives <laughs> Out in the number four slot. Ooh, I'm interested. I still haven't seen a trailer for we're this. We're gonna go yeah. see it. We're gonna do a review of it. Yeah, we're you gonna see him do a review afterwards. That? I haven't got. I just got one ticket for you. So unless you sit on your lap. <laughs> well, I'd rather not. Right. Knives out. It's boys. better than dry humping an Olaf. I can tell you that. <laughs> Olaf. I mean, ain't no care of it. <laughs> so we got knives out as a strong maybe. Doctor Sleep. All right. So here's the three. <laughs> Everybody's snoozing on that one. Here are the three that we have: Rick and Morty season four, the toys that made us season three, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, and fighting for that number four spot. Are these three Crisis on Infinite Earths, Godzilla, the Criterion Collection, and Knives Out? Knives Out. Well, I didn't let's, know Crisis on Infinite Earths was an option. It is now. Oh, well, we're I want, just New Year's Eve. You want Crisis? I, I want it to not be CW, yeah. but I want it. Well, <laughs> we don't have a choice on that. <laughs> yeah. It's CW. Yeah. So we going with Crisis then? Yeah, we can go with Crisis. Yeah, All right. Crisis it is. So those are, that's your pop Crisis. quiz this week. Those are your four choices. We are asking the question in the pop quiz, what in entertainment and pop culture for the rest of 2019 are you most excited for? Your choices are Rick and Morty Season 4, Toys That Made Us Season 3, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, and Crisis on Infinite Earths over on the CW. You can vote right now. The pop quiz is live on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for at PGTC Podcast. It is pinned right to the top of those pages, so you can't miss it. You can find our social media links, how to reach us by email, hotline number, and more at popgoestheculture.com. Can I make a prediction? You can make a prediction. I'm pretty sure Toys That Made Us is going to be dead last in that bowl. We'll find out. Still not here first, boys. 
Coming up this week, Saturday, this Saturday, tomorrow, if you're listening to us on Friday, Dismember the Alamo. Does anybody know what Dismember the Alamo right here in the Alamo Draft House is all about? Curtis knows. What I've is been it? there. Did you go last year? Do you have any memories? Uh, tattoo? No, but I know what it is. Dismember the Alamo. It starts at 11 o'clock. You pay your price. You get four movies. They don't tell you what they are until you sit down. There's mm-hmm. a swag bag. It's four horror flicks. To wrap up the end of October. If I didn't work, I would go to it. Well, all right. Next year's food related, they said. They said it's all food related horror. Texas oh. Chainsaw. Get some chili. <laughs> the <peanut> <laughs> there <butter>. you go. <laughs> Sunday over on HBO. The peanut butter solution. There you go. <laughs> yep. Sunday on HBO, Silicon Valley, final season, season six premiere, if anybody cares. And Thursday this week, we're bringing you an extra special Halloween episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We've got a couple of celebrity and creator interviews. The gang here in a cutthroat game of Trick or Treat and a whole lot more. You'll want to check that out. Be sure to subscribe to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast on your podcast player of choice. You'll know when those new episodes are available. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode, anything we've done in the last couple of years, Take a moment and leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost you a thing, and it really is one of the best ways to show your support for anyone who creates any sort of art and entertainment that you enjoy, whether it's podcast, YouTube videos, books, comics, movies, games, whatever. We would certainly appreciate it. And if you're a fan of something, I'm sure the folks that made it would appreciate it to hear from you as well. Anybody got anything else before we before we wrap for 2019 from this format? Uh, Geek Miss is coming up. I heard that. Yeah, on December 7th. Saturday, December 7th. Saturday, December 7th. uh, The same day Pearl Harbor was... You quit bringing that shit up. He likes to bring the room down. (laughs) I had a friend that died in Pearl Harbor. No, it's okay. I remember that that was the same day as Pearl Harbor was the day that I could never forget. So, but yeah, you know, come out to the Creamery Arts Center. We're having lots of fun, lots of vendors. We're going to be giving away a 3D printer. Which is awesome. Cosplay contest. Yes. Also, with the cosplay contest, you can, uh, you know, get in Grope. if you show up in oh. costume. A couple dollars off of your fee of getting into the, you know, festivities. That's so, right. And if you show up completely naked, you'll probably be evicted. <laughs> that is true. Lies. There goes my, there goes my costume. <laughs> but only after several minutes of oogly and ugly. Like, I am Superman from the bail. first Superman movie. Uh, <laughs> along with that, uh, we don't know the time yet. As we get closer. <laughs> People got it. As we get, I don't One know, person. We got all got it. it. As we get closer to that, we'll let you know on social media. So be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that also, we're going to have the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast second birthday party at Geekmas that Saturday, December seventh. So you'll want to show up for that. I hear so there's going to be cake. show up and bring gifts. I hear there's going to be cake. Yeah, you can bring gifts if you want. Anybody brings an Olaf. Gets a dollar off their admission. Oh, we don't get the fuck it? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, it's going to be a gangbang. It's going to be a gangbang. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, also I don't coming know if up, I want to accept any Olafs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> also coming up. To it. They, got a po- they got a pocket-sized vibrating one. <laughs> Here's you an Olaf. I Olafed all over it. <laughs> exactly. Why I don't want to accept any. Coming up also uh, Saturday, November the 2nd, Southwest MicroCon here in Springfield, Missouri, comic book convention. Uh, I think a few of us are going to be heading up to Kansas City on Saturday, November the 2nd. Uh, there's a book signing at Clint's Comics. David Dasmalchin, who we mentioned, has a new book out, new comic book out. Uh, he's going to be signing Count Crowley, Reluctant Monster Hunter. 
Um, so I think a few of us will be there for that. A few of us are going to be at Southwest MicroCon. I know Dustin's going to be going to that. And then a whole bunch of us will be out at Geekmas. So there's a plenty to do and see between now and the end of 2019 here, just here locally, if nothing else. Um, if you're not here locally, BlizzCon's coming up. There's a few other, not big, not New York or San Diego, but there's a few other bigger regional comic book conventions left in 2019. So be sure to get out and enjoy those. Anybody have anything else? That's going to wrap us up then for this <laughs> week. I have been Joey Mills with the Pop Goes Culture Podcast Network. Kudo. Curtis. Brad. Dusty Trails. Cinnamon. Dakota. Dustin. Have a good weekend. We will catch you back here next week on Halloween for our Halloween episode of the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Until then, we'll catch you later. Later, fuckers. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.